0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends.
1: Uh, introduce yourself, friends. Oh, me first? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Matthew Gatos. I'm so trying to, to change it up every time. I know, but I was surprised by that change and wasn't know. ready for you it. You weren't even looking at me. We were no. all looking
2: at you, and you weren't looking
1: <laughs> no. at me. No. Well, because usually he's like, you over there on the yellow couch. Oh, so, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I'm changing
0: it up. Yeah. You never know which. I'm. You think I'm going to go left, but I go right.
1: Zag on him. I am Matthew Gatos. Hello, everyone.
0: Hello. And now we will jump over to the yellow couch. I'm Sam Schultz.
3: And I'm Rachel Calero Navarro.
0: And you guys do a podcast called... Real, Real Love. Love.
3: A podcast with two people in love who love talking about movies. Yes, yeah. and I
0: just listened to your uh, episode about The Shape of Water, and now I'm really sad that I haven't seen The Shape of Water. So, <laughs> still at the rocks. I know. I want to go see it.
1: I definitely want to go see it. I haven't listened to it yet because I want to see it.
2: That's so and good. Be not spoiled. We yet. have an Oscar nomination reaction episode that we're gonna. Shoot soon. Really? Yeah, I'm excited about this. Very mad about some of it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You didn't like three billboards. No, and we loved uh, Florida Project.
3: Three billboards can go to hell.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's all I have to say. Sam and I were
0: having this discussion that I don't like to go to movie theaters. I'm part of the problem in with with uh, basically the the whole Hollywood. System right now is I don't want to go to a theater to see a comedy or a drama. I want to go see something big and, um, or at least yeah. like Shape of Water is still something I would go see because it's mm-hmm. like this sort of kind of a fantasy world. And, and yeah, so and I there's don't actually
2: a lot of it that celebrates theater, like going to the theater, and there's throwback scenes to old movies and stuff. So it makes sense to see it up on the big screen. Um, but yeah, I feel like sometimes it's a character flaw of mine that I don't want to go see a boring drama. Yeah. Ever? Like, I'm just not really interested in them I mean, sometimes. I Not like, even
1: boring dramas for me. Like, a regular drama for me is not necessarily something I want to sit for two, three hours amongst people. Yeah. I'm yeah. much more prone for, like, action or comedy. Like, I like seeing those in the theater because, especially comedies, getting other people around you who are also laughing... That's true. Sometimes helps make a movie funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas if you watch it alone on your couch like you may not laugh out loud even once yeah. you may
0: not even understand why it was so popular yeah you know, like, I, like yeah. I
1: remember this is a weird case but like for years in like high school and film school and stuff i watched casablanca a lot mm-hmm. i like I, you study that movie and i thought it was very very good very well done i never thought of it as like a particularly funny movie mm-hmm. yeah and then i saw it with an audience <laughs> and so many times in that movie like, giant laughs yeah Mm -hmm. and now i can watch it and find those funny moments that like i never saw before seeing with an audience you didn't even get any
2: chuckles out of it when you watched it no there's definitely chuckles
1: but like i was not that smart in high school or (laughs) film school so do you remember the people in high school who were that smart like i remember those people like the really clever people yeah they were really
0: clever really smart really good at school too like i think i
1: thought i was too clever so i didn't i ignored all those people because I wanted to be more clever than them.
0: I, I I don't. I knew I wasn't as clever as them. Mm. I, w- I was. I was. very refused to acknowledge that about myself.
2: I think the high school I went to had a lot of uh, dumb people. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying a
0: lot. I'm saying there were like one or two people that were like uh. their brains had already gotten beyond the high school thing. And like they were empathetic,
2: and they like they were good people. <laughs> Maybe it was me. Most I can't of the... think of this person. Yeah, <laughs> most I was like that
3: was uh, me. yeah, that mm-hmm. chick. <laughs> not even
2: I
0: won't even say most, but many of the people I knew in high school were like me, and I'm thinking like Matt. We were just I would not want to deal with 18 year old me.
2: I've seen pictures of 18-year-old you. You look <laughs> fucking sweet. Oh,
4: well, thank you. <laughs>
1: Although, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, high school Nick would not like high school math. Yeah, he
2: would have beat the shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> you would have knocked my books out of my hand yeah. going down the hallway. <laughs> he
3: would have pointed at your zipper, and then when you look down, he will go boop.
1: See, but the problem is I would have which of the 12 which zippers, zippers? <laughs> on my <Yeah>. bondage pants <laughs> <laughs> would he have been pointing at. <laughs> oh, God.
0: We also <laughs> should point out that we went to high school at different times.
1: Yeah. We should in also different point eras. out that this podcast is about bad yeah, movies. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. And we haven't mentioned once yet what movie we're talking <laughs> well, about.
3: You guys are all saying how you don't like going to the movies for specific movies, but I like going to movies for any movie. Really? You know? so, yeah.
0: I used to. When I was much younger, I used to. When I was like in my teens and 20s, Like I, I, loved, I loved going to the theater to see Titanic. Like, but again, Mm -hmm. that's a big movie. Yeah. Um. But I remember going with my brother to see Beaches, like just a you know Bette Midler drama, Mm -hmm. Barbara Hershey Bette Midler drama. Yeah. That, but it was it still felt like an event. But I don't feel that way now, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because Mm -hmm. I would much rather if I'm going to watch a movie, especially that's going to make me cry. I don't want to be in public Mm -hmm. for (laughs) that. Mm -hmm. Like I just had to rewatch Beasts of No Nation. Um for a crash course film because oh. we're doing an episode about it and it's a wonderful film like it's an incredible film but oh my god do mm-hmm. I not want to be in a theater to watch that thing huh <sighs> it's just it's it's harrowing and you know and there are definitely moments where I'm tearing up and and it's not tears from like oh I'm so happy it's tears I'm like
2: this
1: is awful
4: uh-huh.
2: what's happening
1: it's the fact that we a lot of us have big TVs and Blu-ray players now? Yes, I think that's like. Or streaming.
2: Like, you couldn't have seen Beaches. If you didn't see Beaches in the theater, you'd have to wait, like, two years to be able to see it, probably, right? Right. Or yeah, six months. Well, yeah. but then, when did Beaches come out? Oh, 89, 90? Oh, I thought it was older than that. No, no, no. Never no.
1: mind. Well, it's still back when, like, VHSs were not as easy to get your hands on. Or um, you well, my had family, to to My store. family owned a video store, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yours were. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's like my
3: dream <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was not a dream for us it was a nightmare uh, I but
2: applied so many times to work at crummy video stores in my during the course of my life and I never got a job at any of them and it was always so sad for me
1: doesn't seem like an incredibly hard job to
2: get some of them were in Chicago and I think that there were probably a lot of people oh, yeah, who were like cool film kids. buffs and cool people yeah. I
0: applied to work at Blockbuster when I was in college and did not get a second interview like <laughs> I, I didn't even get past the like they're like nope so anyway, but anyway, on today's Real Bad, we are discussing one of the most uh, notorious? Infamous. Infamous. Thank you. That's a better word. One of the most infamous big bad movies of all time. And I say big bad because it's big with an exclamation point hat as a big star, two big stars really in it. Um, Forrest Whitaker, I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. is <laughs> also like, a big who's star. Who's the second? Um, He's bigger than John Travolta now. That's true. He d- he would definitely be a bigger draw. Yeah. Um, and it is, of course, Battlefield Earth. And uh, I am really excited to talk about this because there's a lot of background on this film that I did not know about before I watched it for this. I had seen it before. I saw it when it first came to home video. Uh, kind of excited to see it because I like I like science fiction kind of in almost any form, even bad sci-fi, I, I kind of get a kick out of uh and I, I remember at the time going, oh, Yeah, this is bad <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again when I was in film school. And when I was in film school, my brain went, "This is one of the worst, most awful things I've ever seen." And that's what my internal voice sounds like most of the time. Is a faux British effete snob. Um, I just
1: picture it's like you with a giant white Santa beard, just yeah. like stroking stroking it with my pipe. big beard. Yes. and it's really
2: close to your Obi Wan Kenobi impression. So, oh, it know. is. Yes. In robes <laughs> and my... This is a terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's more nasally leader. for the Obi Wan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. so. So we are going to do that. We're going to get into it. But first, before we do that, and I know, see, now originally we had watched this with the plan of doing it last week and then I got sick. But luckily also Rachel and (laughs) Sam were sick as well. So it wasn't just my fault. So it may have been a while before since it may have been a while since everyone had seen it. So this 60 second plot dump is going to be rough, I think, for whoever gets it. And I feel like that person's gonna be Matt.
1: Okay. Luckily, I think I took good enough okay. notes that this shouldn't be too rough of a plot dump. All right. Also, not a lot happens in this movie.
2: Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Everything that happens. There's a lot that just happens. In there's a lot at the beginning and a lot at the end. The and middle then, is
1: the same thing over and over.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but you could say that for like
3: almost every movie.
2: I don't know. This one. This one. Just yeah. do it. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. In three,
1: two. One. All right, it's 3000 AD. Cyclos have taken over the earth for mining. Uh, a future <laughs> caveman ventures out, uh, meets two guys, and then while they're in a mall, a cyclo captures them and takes them to a labor camp. Terry Terrell, the cyclo, uh, seems uh, unhappy with his head of security job. Uh, That's most of the movie in the middle (laughs) is just basically John Travolta's character being very upset that he has the job that he has. Uh, Johnny, who is the future caveman, uh, gets zapped with a laser that makes him learn everything about the cyclos and math. Uh, This leads him to start an uprising. Then he tries to escape a bunch, then they keep capturing him, then he tries to escape again, and then they end up blowing up the cycloplanet and imprisoning John Travolta inside of Fort Knox after blowing off his arm.
2: Spoilers. Wow, wow <laughs> ten,
0: 10 seconds to spare.
2: You know, there's so much that actually doesn't yeah, matter at all. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's so much that doesn't matter. The whole subplot of them finding the the army base and learning how to fly plane. Well, yes,
0: <laughs>
1: the details of the uprising are obviously... <laughs>
0: Uh, it's we'll get into that as yeah. we talk about why this film is sort of considered to be uh, one of the worst things that's ever happened. I want to read a quote from Roger Ebert before we get too far <laughs> into it, because I love the. I happen to really adore Roger Ebert's work. It was really hard for me when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a person who taught me a lot about how to watch films. Uh, I didn't always agree with him, but I really always appreciated his thoughts. Here are his final thoughts on Battlefield Earth. Some movies run off the rails. This one is like the train crash in The Fugitive. I watched it in mounting gloom, realizing I was witnessing something historic, a film that for decades to come would be the punchline of jokes about bad movies. There's a moment here where the Cyclos' entire planet, home office and all, is blown to smithereens without the slightest impact on any member of the audience, or for that matter, the cast. If the film had been destroyed in a similar cataclysm, there might have been a standing ovation. (laughs) He hated this movie. When you say his
1: final words on it, like, this is dark, but I did. Oh, God. No, no, no. In my head, it was like his final words. Like, Roger Ebert's final words were like, wait, I have one last thing to get out. It's a review of Battlefield Earth. It's like Disney's
0: last words being Kurt Russell. Is that true? <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a well, rumor. He casting the. I, I don't know. Computer or, tennis or, tennis or whatever, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, I, we need to look that up. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that a lot of people say that that's true. Like his last words were Kurt Russell.
1: Oh man, Kurt Russell. That's a good legacy for Kurt Russell, isn't it? Who or are he you? Seems oh, so ha- I'm Walt Disney's last words. <laughs> Maybe that's why he
2: seems so haunted nowadays. He does. There's something scary about him. It's probably just that the that's reverberating weight. in his head. Yeah. yeah, but the man still has great hair. He has beautiful, beautiful <laughs> hair. <laughs> um, okay,
0: so Battlefield Earth. Uh, I I want to start with Rachel and then sort of go around at just impressions. Like, what, had you seen this movie before?
3: Yes. So this movie was actually my pick. Yes, um, it was because uh, I've always been a moviegoer. I always feel like I've had a connection to movies. Period. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to the movies a lot with my parents. And I remember this was the first movie that I remember hearing like, whoa, that was the most terrible movie. (laughs) And like, I remember thinking at 10 years old, like, what was bad about it? Like, I remember what I watched that same movie and like, it was like the this, this switch had flipped in my brain from like thinking about what makes movies good and what makes them just like a Disney movie that like is from beginning to end a good movie kind of thing. Oh, interesting. So I feel like after I watched the movie and like not thinking like anything of it, like, oh, that's just, that was a movie mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then hearing about the, like the whole uh how terrible of a movie it was, thinking like, well, is there something wrong with me as to why, (laughs) like, oh, there are bad movies. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And so, yeah. Um, I think after a second go of it, um, it was definitely a bad movie. And I understand parts of why people think it's terrible and I personally think it was pretty like it was a bad movie but it wasn't like cataclysmic for me Mm -hmm. um but I also feel like I've had much more viewing experiences since uh the age of 10 and since Battlefield Earth has occurred in my life like I've seen like uh like colossal. Now that's a bad movie. Or, uh, that's a bad movie. Legend. That's also
2: offensive, and I feel like this movie's not offensive. Yeah, so.
3: or Legend. That's a bad movie. These are obscure, or... obscure bad ones. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, Batman versus Superman. That's Ugh. a effing bad movie. Yeah. I will say
0: Justice League. but yeah, Okay. Yeah.
3: So, like, I now know how to uh, look at ba- uh, movies and say that's bad, or like want to walk out of a theater but I don't think that this is as bad as people made it out to when I when I was like a little kid okay so
2: Sam what was your feeling? Uh, I have a very similar background with it except that I didn't I I would see it like on David Letterman and stuff and people would make fun of it I'd see it as a punchline on TV but I never saw it so to me it probably was also one of the Mm -hmm. earliest instances of like a very bad movie that everybody made fun of all the time. Like that and Batman and Robin or something mm-hmm. are the two I can think of during my lifetime that were like the shining beacon of the horrible movie. Uh, and I think it was like, uh, I think it probably deserved everything that everybody said <laughs> about it. Cause I could picture being excited about this big movie and then going to see it and just having like secondhand embarrassment the whole time, totally shoddily made. Because also John Travolta was a huge star at this time. This was peak Travolta rebirth. And this movie, I remember the advertising for this movie. Like I was aware that this movie existed. I mean, it was not, it was fun bad. It was not boring bad. So I can't totally hate it. Okay. It was fun to watch. It It does a thing that I associate with European and French comic books where they- are like, this happens because we get to draw the school picture. This happens because we get to draw the school picture. And it doesn't matter what the in-between of any of it is. Mm. So it just hops around from thing to thing. And that is, it's like uh, Valerian. Did you see that one? I movie? was just
3: about to say, did you have that same experience with Valerian? Yeah,
2: very similar to Valerian. Which
3: is based off of a French comic.
2: Mm-hmm. And directed by the guy who did Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... St- the no, characters aren't anything except for the vehicle to jump out of a big window, or shoot some aliens or something, and none of it hangs together exactly. Interesting. It's just a se- series of weird set pieces. Okay, Matt. Uh,
1: I hadn't really thought about it until now, but I think because we're like the same age, I ha- I think this for me was also one of those early movies when you are old enough to realize that people think a movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, And I hadn't really thought about that until now. But it definitely was a punchline that I just remember through all of my life. And I never saw it either. I think I saw clips once things like YouTube were around and you could watch... Just like clips of weird one-off lines. The cow with his foot getting blown off is yeah, what I ca- saw a lot. That I saw.
2: I think one. <laughs> I of the- watched that
3: GIF very carefully <laughs> this time around because, like, you like blink. In it, the goes movie really and it goes by really fast. It goes by so fast, and then I watched the GIF of it, and I was like, "Wow, that thing just really flung off."
2: The <laughs> leg <laughs> just flies off. There's like just a dude in with a the string <laughs> patriot.
1: Uh, that was a very obscure <laughs> yeah. reference. Uh, Mel Gibson's Patriot movie, and a person also gets their leg blown off, Uh, just like uh, a a cow gets their leg blown off in this. But it's just, it's those moments, and it's some of the dialogue that John Travolta has were definitely some of the things I had seen previously through clips. Yeah. Just some of the weird offhand lines that I would watch out of context, and then now even watching them in context, they're
2: not much better. Well, I was actually surprised how much of it seemed purposefully funny, at least from his, like his scenes did. He's hammy. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like he probably knows what he's working with, but also um, well, well. (laughs) Well, I I did watch the behind the scenes, and he didn't seem to. We found the.
3: the
2: There were Easter eggs on the DVD. Oh, (laughs) see, I did
1: not find those. But I, my (laughs) overall feeling was, uh, kind of that idea of we've been watching a lot of really, really bad movies (laughs) lately. Yeah, we have, Uh, and so this didn't give me the same like cringiness of like things. Or even like – I think it's a different feeling than The Room, but it's kind of close to watching The Room where there is some fun to be had and you Mm -hmm. can see the work that went into it and the attempts that were made. My biggest issue with –
0: I feel like this has the opposite problem as The Room, but we'll get into that.
1: All right. Uh, (laughs) For me, the main problem I sensed going throughout this was that there was no one telling John Travolta no. No. Like, I know he wasn't the one in charge of, like, the director, like, but it felt like the director was there in name only, and John Travolta just got to do whatever he wanted.
2: He was my least, my least big problem with this movie.
1: See, I think he is one, my one biggest problem with the movie. Mm. I
0: actually am in agreement with Sam. So uh-huh. my reaction to this is, I, I, I tend to give science fiction a much broader pass, mm-hmm. um, because- when you create a sci-fi, especially if you go into the future and you've got to create a future world, man, it could fall all apart. And it does. And it does. It totally does. I'm not saying this is a good movie. <laughs> it is a bad movie. And there are reasons that it's bad. And we'll get into those. But my reaction to this was just like, yeah, it's a it's a crappy sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Like they did not, this world did not fill out <laughs> mm-hmm. into an enjoyable world or into a place where you want to visit like Star Wars no. or... Uh, yes.
2: It was disgusting. Yeah,
0: it was a gross, ugly world. It yeah. reminded
1: me, like, the feeling of watching this movie reminded me of another movie that, speaking of Kurt Russell, uh, I haven't watched in a long time, but I think is probably similarly bad, and that's Escape from L.A. Uh, um, yeah, It's not as, like, well-known as a bad movie, but I, I, everything I remember about that screams horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it gave me the, the same kind of feeling of watching it, of just as, like this is a very small, small world you've created that you're trying to say is like, the
2: future of yeah. all humanity. It's like that grungy, cheap 90s feeling. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, that's a thing.
0: Like, the, yeah. the grungy, cheap, double dragon. Like, yeah. there's a movie we should do Ooh, on here. I like, like that movie a this lot. This reminded
3: me, like, I almost, yeah. I almost feel like the, crotch pieces are the epitome the of the, ninth, of oh the, yeah. the transition yeah. of the 90s to the 2000s because it came out in 2000 and Yeah, it's like
1: yeah.
3: Ah, yeah, it like started with
1: Batman and Robin and it just worked it's way up yeah. to 2000
0: whatever, whatever a decade is it reaches it's max level of whatever in the first year <laughs> yeah. of that next decade so 1990 was peak 80s you know and 1970 was peak 60s Like that is like, In terms of like fashion And, yeah. and creative choices it's, that, that is a thing um, I think the thing The reason I say that this feels like Kind of the opposite problem Of the room Is I feel like all the actors Are very good actors In Battlefield Earth And they're all doing Like Kim Coates Who plays the uh, the, the No Oh no, no. the other one uh, Carlo I think is his name yeah, I think the uh, the other human who ends up uh, blowing up the dome mm-hmm. um, at the end, he's he wonderful. He blows the he's dome. So <laughs> I gotta blow but the dome. But he's he's wonderful in this movie. Now he kind of plays two different characters. Yeah. but <laughs> but he is good and he commits mm-hmm. and and there's never a sense. I've never like in the room where I'm watching actors. Watching bad actors yeah. do bad acting Try
2: to struggle as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah, like here,
0: all of these actors are pros. They are <laughs> committing, even if what they're committing to doesn't work. Yeah. Like you may say that about Travolta. Like maybe it's too hammy for you know for Matt. But yep. uh, but for me, I I thought he was suitably hammy. Like yeah. I
2: thought like oh yeah, this is he seemed like just like all the other aliens hated him too. He's just a douchebag. Yeah. that <laughs> like, nobody wants my, to spend any time yeah, with. Yeah, that's
1: my problem is he's he's just like the most inept villain of any movie I've ever seen.
2: He's actually so he's actually so like inept and human that I almost felt like his punishment was too severe. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but like there I don't wasn't, know
3: about
1: that. He didn't make me afraid of him or feel like he was ever going to pull anything off in this entire movie. Like, I had no doubt any step of the way that the humans were going to succeed.
2: Well, yeah, but well, he's like, in he the, didn't care. In, the, in yeah. the
3: end, he was a racist. And Oh, that's true. That is like, that's kind of like the equivalent of a person like... You know, going to a different country and being like, "Oh, look at these people; the they're savages. so un- yeah. uncivilized."
2: But also, his goal wasn't that monumental. So, like, but he, he was still just like a racist. He was, <laughs> no, right? But yeah. he's just like a scum sucking middle manager who who like floats by and is like skimming a little bit off the top and there's not really anything to catch and it's Which, not that big a deal if you do catch it. Yeah,
1: because they already took over the world. Like the plot of this movie <laughs> yeah, isn't they they're already. going to take over the world. We have to stop them.
0: Mm-hmm. They already did that. No, this is the reprisal. Like yeah. this is the, that, that is their own fault like that happens. Mm-hmm. But I I appreciate like that idea. Like if you were telling I'm going to do a sci-fi movie and the main conflict is just this, these petty bureaucracies. Like that's, Mm-hmm. That's the main conflict in this movie is John Travolta being pissed off because he keeps getting saddled with earth Yeah, to be, he hates earth. Every, all the cyclos hate earth. They hate being here. It's ugly to them. You know, it's awful. It's like, it, it is just terrible for them. And they so say they hate
2: the blue sky. At yeah. One point? <laughs> okay. They say it's so ugly. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I appreciate like Travolta's thing of like, you know, he really is trying to be a hammy overzealous villain. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed him like, you know, when you were learning to spell your name, (laughs) I was learning to conquer galaxies. You know, I love the drunk Travolta. I love, you know, when I love that they have this. And this is not I don't think the film was trying to do this, but I love that they have terrible plans. And like this, well we're gonna let them go and whatever they eat must be their favorite food. You can't be that dumb.
2: <laughs> that bar is so fun. <laughs> that part is
0: pretty hilarious. It's hilarious, yeah. right? It's Look at the rat! Yeah. You don't want the rat <laughs> <laughs> Look at the rat. He holds it up in front of him.
1: Oh, want God. lunch? Yeah. That was my <laughs> yeah. That's my like one of my two favorite lines in the movie. It's like, Do you want lunch?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the whole middle part of the movie, once they're past like the overly dramatic caveman bullshit. Works kind of well, just works kind of well. Then the last fight does not work well for me
0: at all. Well, okay, so I think that the beginning and the end suffer from two kind of opposite problems. Mm The beginning, we yeah, it's it's overly serious. It's really trying to take itself. It's
1: trying to set up so much lore. Yeah, like it even has like the crawl like idea at the beginning of just like this is what this world is. Yeah, but yeah. then all
2: you need is man is an endangered species and get rid of the crawl. Yeah, and that's yeah. all that you need to know. Right, right. Yeah. three thousand BC, man is an endangered species. AD, Pew, whatever. Yeah, that changes things a little. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that would have made it cooler. Yeah. I yeah. think.
3: I think my biggest issue with the movie was. Um, it was kind of interesting that the the whole plot of the bad guys or the aliens was like, oh, we have to go mine this stuff and then we're getting rich. And, like, it was kind of basic, uh, like a basic bad guy plot right. to, like, a regular movie that's not about aliens. But yeah. at the same time, I whole – like, because it's a sci-fi movie, I want to hold it to a higher bar because, like, if you're going to make this world, make it maybe a little bit more interesting or, like, don't hold the movie's rules, like, these sci-fi movies rules to rules that exist on Earth. Like, when they say, oh, thank God, or, like, you'll go to hell, and, like, (laughs) those little things for me were just, like, well, y- you couldn't have just, like, made up a word and said, like, thank, hey, diases" or I don't know, like, something different to where you distinguish these aliens from the humans. Mm-hmm. And it kept breaking that, like, fourth wall between being a, mo- a movie about these aliens and then just being these aliens who, like... They were written by humans. Well, I think,
2: you speaking of the fourth wall, there is no point in this movie when I weren't wasn't seeing them all just as actors acting. There is no fourth wall ever built, I don't think. You there is a fourth like... wall
1: bumped into that I like a lot. What part? When he hits his head off of the wall.
2: Oh, yeah. That's my
1: favorite part. I think my, the most ridiculous part of the movie for me is that like a, a plot point in this movie mm-hmm. is that John Travolta walks into the set- Essentially, <laughs> yeah. this ship that's built for, for Cyclo's, them. and he walks into
0: it. and He's like, "No, no, no, no! It's not, isn't it? No, that's the, this place. I, my understanding was that was actually built for humans, and they're, yeah, they're inhabiting they it, 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 and it that's open. why they get the humans in to
1: to um, raise it up. Because <laughs> he says he, he. I thought it was the Cyclo ship, but like they bump into it, and he says like, "I thought I told someone to fix that or something like that." And it's I like, "I did
3: not get well, that at all." And then they bring in part.
1: the like that's how the humans get into the ship. Is they're yeah. repair? They're like they're fixing the wall, like they're changing the oh, height boy. of the wall essentially, so he won't bump his head into it.
2: I have no memory. And of that. that's when they. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. That's though. when they
1: break in and steal the recordings. Yeah. Like they're working inside the ship, and they get to like break into that other room, and oh. then the reason they're working in there is because John Travolta bumped into a wall. I and it was they like, in a cave. Fix this. Yeah, it's a it's a cave. It's like a what
0: wherever t- they were in Denver.
1: Yeah, but it's <laughs> like a metallic.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's like cement. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, that is a great moment. And again, though, it's like Travolta sells it. Like he he does the thing where he best God, you know, it's like he's doing a good job oh, I, God, in no. a piece of shit movie. Like it is, it, it's, it's funny. To, I think it's funnier to watch these actors who've just really given it. Like he, Forrest Whitaker deserves better. Um, than this movie, quite frankly. but like he forced Whitaker and even um, Barry Pepper.
2: I thought Barry Pepper was nothing. Yeah no he's not
0: a he's not a great actor. He is not on the level of Forrest Whitaker, or even John Travolta mm-hmm. and definitely not Kim Coates. Uh, yeah but he's trying.
4: Mm-hmm. He's
0: definitely trying. Yeah. Um, my big problem with this movie is that it feels shoddy. It feels like the effects weren't finished. Mm-hmm. It feels like the sets sometimes weren't finished. It feels yeah. cheap. Yeah,
3: and that's kind of like the same issue I have is like they put so much into like making these aliens wear giant boots and these weird crotch pieces yeah. and like giant heads with dreads and like they're we're going to make their eyes look different. We're going to make their women look different. We're going to make all these different things and then the way that they talk is the same as a human and like their their conflicts are the same as
2: humans.
0: We're all the same, Rachel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or all the things that they did just look like garbage. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Like th- this is the thing. So the the film had a reported budget. This is a, there's a bit of a story where I'm going to lead you on a journey. I'm okay. ready. So there was a reported $73
2: million budget. Okay, that's expensive.
1: That's, yeah, that looks.
2: That doesn't look like a seventy. This does not look like a seventy-three $9. million. It was almost what's a seventy. What's another seventy-three million?
0: Well, movie? so let's see. The Phantom Menace was ninety.
1: Okay. Um, well, that's also disputed, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's
0: not as disputed as much as it is George Lucas got a bit of a deal on it. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um,
1: for, uh, for reference of movies of the era, because. When I was watching this, it was reminding me a little bit, style-wise, of, like, 90s Batman movies, mm-hmm. and ba- specifically Batman Forever, and I looked up Batman Forever, which was five years before this movie, and that one was, like, a $100 million movie.
2: Okay. okay. And so,
1: I mean, there's a lot of big set pieces in Batman Forever, right? but, like, just kind of, like, that's a $100 million movie, so if this was, like, $73 million, it should be at least a little closer to looking like Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's
0: more to this story, though. All right. So, let's... <laughs> so... The main thing that I noticed was like when the laser blasts were firing Mm. at like the actors, it looked like cheap pixelated like uh, clip art almost Mm -hmm. like it looked unfinished. The rumor was that most of the budget was eaten up by Travolta's paycheck. Now, that's a little confusing because Travolta himself wanted this movie to get made. Right. And it wasn't – I mean, it was ego-based, but it wasn't ego-based in terms of like, I'm going to make all kinds of money off this. He's a Scientologist. This is written by L. Ron Hubbard. We're not even going to talk about that in this podcast, just (laughs) so we're clear, because that's a whole other thing. So we're clear. Just so we're clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But – this was a passion project for him. So I don't necessarily 100% buy the idea that it all went to him and then everybody, th- everything else just got scraps because that wouldn't work out for what Travolta wanted. Mm-hmm. But that being said, question comes, where did that 73 million go? One is... <laughs> Franchise Pictures, who financed this, co-financed it with another group called Entertainment Group, which is from Germany. Franchise you got... You sound very fake. Yeah, well, yeah I know, right? <laughs> entertainment with an I as well. So Wait, entertainment? Yes, entertainment. Oh. So, Franchise got taken to court in 2004, 2002, 2004, somewhere right around there, uh, for basically running a scam. And they got sued because they were inflating... The price, the, the budgets of things. Uh, so what they were doing is mm-hmm. they would say this movie is going to cost $73 million. So what I need is a partner to go in on it. Then they would tell that partner, $73 million. We need you to fund half. But then in actuality, the only money that was going to the film was about half of that. So then they were taking all of the money that was given to uh, them by their co-financiers and pocketing it. Okay. The producers. So this movie actually cost closer to 40 million.
2: So was this movie the one that sued them? This was, was it...
0: one of the films okay. that it got caught up in. I don't know what the other couple films were, but there were a couple others uh, okay. that this was happening to. Uh, and so they got taken to federal court. Federal court agreed this is like racketeering, mm-hmm. basically. So, or not basically, it is. <laughs> uh, and so they got hit with another $100 million lawsuit uh, or uh, $100 million judgment. Okay. Um, and I don't think they're anymore. I think they've gone away since then. But this was one of the things. And another thing that I read was like the food wasn't very good. It was like cheap food on set. Like the craft services? Yeah. Okay. So Travolta actually paid to have his chef come out and make food for everybody. Huh. So – he has a chef He has a personal chef A lot of people do yeah. In Hollywood A lot of people who are not in Hollywood Have personal chefs Because eating Travolta is hard has, like
1: jets and stuff So yeah. Like, yeah. Be yeah. surprised he has a chef Yeah, yeah.
2: And Does he's he have a p- like a jet airliner? Well he's a yeah. he's a pilot Yeah like, so. He uh, doesn't he like, own his own jet
1: airliner? He has a pretty big one I don't know if it's like a 747 oh, okay. But I know there's been stories of like Travolta has been people's pilots On like American Airlines <laughs> Like it's just like Hey this is John Travolta Flying oh, <laughs> you to Boise Please give me a full time pilot Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just, that would be kind of weirdly terrifying. Everybody's like, did you, you just hear that
2: announcement? I yeah. it was John Travolta. I feel like 20 years ago, maybe everybody would be like, oh, cool. But now I'd be like, yeah, oh, how, really old, concerned. how old is he? Let's <laughs> do some math real quick. After everybody's
3: seen that Scientology vit movie. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that actually kind of explains a lot. Yeah. Like, already, okay, a $40 million movie that's trying to pretend it's a $70 million movie. Now it's all coming into Sharp View. Mm-hmm. You start thinking that you're going to have more money. So the cinematographer um, talked about this movie he worked on, which was supposedly a $73 million movie, was the, the I think he said it was the cheapest lighting uh, and grip equipment set he'd ever worked with. Mm-hmm. He said he'd had like higher grip Stuff on a $10 million movie Like And so they were like asking And he was like I couldn't do much with it I couldn't light the entire sets The way they needed to be lit You know I couldn't I I couldn't rig things The way things needed to be rigged So that's why they ended up Doing a lot of Like filters Mm-hmm. just over the camera everything's blue so yeah everything's red cause everything's da- blue and tilty yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and then everything's tilted the director Roger Christian said that they did that because they wanted it to feel like a comic book which I think is interesting because it comes back to your point Sam about it feeling yeah. like a French comic book
2: well just real quick when we were watching the hidden features the easter eggs on easter the thing. that showed storyboards from it that were drawn in a very similar style to a french comic book like hmm. the faces looked the same they think, were you think? speaking french and they were speaking french a lot of french people worked Weird. on this movie huh. so i think like, well it was shot in canada so i wonder if they were french oh, they were canadian french oh yeah but, like they would still have european comic books so maybe they hired a european comic book author to huh. i don't know it just had that feeling, and the technology looked very similar. A lot of European comic book technology is kind of like bulbous and organic looking. Mm-hmm. So it just felt even like their that. guns
0: felt very Fifth Element to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the weird sort of
2: the weird hands
1: that they were wearing
4: <laughs> yeah. made it look like
1: looked like they couldn't hold their guns properly. Yeah.
4: right. And, and when and they so were holding like...
1: drinks, it was like.
4: Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, it be okay, like...
1: in your world these things should have been built for your weird hands. <laughs> yeah. And yet you can't hold a gun properly. Those
2: guns are so stupid. Too. Yeah, it looks like they just got their <laughs> nails done and they're like yeah.
1: trying to grab a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're like, no, I can't. Well, there's like... that
0: and they're supposed to have 11 fingers. Right, right. Doesn't that
1: change throughout the movie? It might. I didn't I pay don't attention. I
2: think it does. I was I... trying
1: to like look at Travolta's hands and there was like times where I was like, I think he lost a finger in this scene. He probably just
2: forgot to put his gloves on or something. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: No, I think he did Throughout the whole thing, because yeah. like for some reason, hands are the things that I pay attention hmm. to a lot. Because it's weird when you see a hand with that's six fingers. Wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
0: was, but it was part of why they looked weird holding the guns because there was yeah. just this random. But finger again, in. that mm-hmm. gun should be made for six fingers. Exactly. Finger hands. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. That's a short sightedness, and there's a short sightedness to a lot of bad sci-fi.
1: There's a short this, I think, to almost every decision in this movie. Like, the world-building, in huge air quotes in this movie, is horrible. Because th- they're just like, oh, yeah, it's 3,000 years in the future. And then didn't consider what that meant right. to anything. It would have to do with Earth, like, how people are surviving, that the books are just in perfect condition when but you go to a the But it's 1,000 years, not 3,000.
0: The year right, 3, right, yes, yeah. So They're in the year
1: 3,000. Right, yes. They're in the year 3,000. But, like, a 1,000 years later, like... Show me buildings in America right now, or not America, obviously, but like places that are a thousand years old. None of them look like Washington, Washington D.C. in this, which and is the
2: Constitution, yeah, or the Declaration of Independence, Independence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. a perfectly preserved copy <laughs> just sitting on the ground,
1: yeah.
0: It doesn't happen, <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it, even cars, like cars are sitting in the streets, like a car is not just gonna last a thousand years. You don't know, man. The jet fuel is still fine. Yeah. yeah, fuel goes bad actually pretty
0: quickly. It's one of the few things about Mad Max I kind of have to go because uh, uh. yeah. the whole
1: thing's about the fight for gasoline. Well,
0: especially in the Road Warrior, like I'm expecting that they haven't had any gas made in the Road Warrior except for that place. one place.
3: But the difference between <laughs> this Ma- is it, you open oh, the can. I- of worms. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. The yeah. difference between Mad Max, all, like any Mad Max movie, and this movie is that it builds a world and sticks to that world. Absolutely. And it has a logic to it. This movie does not have any logic to it whatsoever. Yeah. And it has a
2: symbolism to it that is like, it doesn't matter that the gasoline works still because they're trying to yeah. make a point. Yes. Yeah, and if you
1: establish it in Mad Max of like, this is how this works in this world, mm-hmm. People aren't going to question the, the like, legitimacy of that claim or the realism. But I think because there are so many other things mm-hmm. in this movie that are also- You're already
2: looking at John Travolta's dreads and you're like, oh, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's so many like that stuff, like, okay, a world in a thousand years, none of this stuff can is going to happen like this. Yeah. Well, this is
0: the problem with specificity. Yeah. Especially in science fiction, right? Because how far, how long has has the world of Mad Max been that way? We don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't say. Yeah. So it's by not by being more vague and more mysterious, quite frankly, um, you can get away with more. But here's a thousand years in the future. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I've been told this. So immediately I'm going to go, well, that doesn't make any sense
2: (laughs) at all. What? Why is his name Johnny? But <laughs> how did yeah. the name Johnny last through the ages? Why did they start behaving like apes? And then, but then all of a sudden, halfway through the movie, they start acting like normal people, yeah. and wearing normal clothes, yeah. And but did they all they go through, go through back... the education machine? Is I think... that what it was? No,
1: no, he just taught them about arithmetic, like mm-hmm. in the dirt. He's like, right. here's math.
2: So I think <laughs> yeah. that the
3: reason why they're like all of a sudden normal is because, and this is what was another downfall of the movie is that because you have to pay very close attention to the differentiation between when as an audience we are listening in and under quote unquote understanding each species. Mm-hmm. So like, so we have been, we have become part of the audience that can, it's like we have uh, we know what they are supposed to act like. Like we are one of them.
0: Wow, well, I think that's given this movie way too much. <laughs> yeah, back.
1: no,
3: I think, and that's why I think that it's. I'm not giving it credit. See, for
1: me, it's like if we are watching. Uh, this has a lot of similar similarities to Planet of the Apes, uh, for me. Uh, but it's like if you're watching Planet of the Apes, and then all of a sudden, like the human characters that can only grunt, suddenly halfway through the movie are like. All right, let's fly this plane. We can all talk now. This is cool.
2: And but I
3: think the point of that was that they were smart all along. Oh, they I didn't already. Get that had... They just needed to
2: have reintroduced the germ of civilization and language, or something. Is that what you mean? No,
3: they already knew language. They knew English. They knew like yeah. things like that, and. It's just that to the aliens they were uncivilized beings oh. that didn't know how and to them because their language is so different to to the aliens humans sound like like animals. Right. So the, like
1: cuz Johnny is Johnny has to teach them so much though. That's when they changed drastically.
4: Yeah. And yeah.
2: at the beginning at the they're living time, in like, caveman huts. What? In the beginning of the movie, they're living like in caveman huts behind a big tree wall. And they're yeah, up, like but they're hunting not, animals, and th-
3: that doesn't mean that they're not civilized.
2: Yeah, I guess must well, not because they have, his girlfriend they have knows gates, how to shoot a and machine they have gun and They have
3: rules, stuff. and they have like stories that they tell. They're not like they they can make fire. It's not like they're completely uncivilized. They just have a different way of living.
0: I I don't necessarily think... I'm not disagreeing with you, actually. I think that it is a thing that they kind of had to be reminded. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's an audience perspective thing. I think they were legitimately trying to go for, like, oh, yeah, we're totally smart. We're totally humans. We've forgotten that we can do this shit. That's kind of what I felt, even though I don't think it was communicated very well.
1: I was like, oh, these guys who have only ever ridden horses and hunts beast out in the woods all of a sudden can fly a Harrier
2: jet because they spent five minutes in a simulator. Well and those people weren't even the people he was teaching. No, those, those are, are just even... random people he found in yeah, the woods a yeah. few times. They showed up a number of times just randomly. Yeah. 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 The most
1: convenient of times.
0: And they then would I show guess up. he was
2: like, these are my crew, they're gonna help me mine for gold and he was like and then John Ferris guy was like, whatever. That's fine. Okay,
0: yeah. can we talk about the gold thing real quick? Because yeah. I, I it it, it culminates <laughs> it that's in like my the f- plot of the movie, right? It, it culminates <laughs> in my favorite <laughs> moment in any movie in movie history wow. in the dumbest thing that has ever been said on film. <laughs> okay, what is it? We already know that John Travolta's character is stupid. Like, he is dumb. He does not understand what these man-animals actually are. He doesn't... He, he, he doesn't... He is a buffoon. But there is a moment where he sends them out to mine gold and they can't mine gold themselves. The cyclos can't mine gold themselves because it's in irradiated areas and their atmosphere. If they if it touches radioactive uh, isotopes in any way, it explodes, uh-huh. which is cool. weird. But it's OK, awesome. it was awesome.
3: <laughs> if what touches it? If
0: Radio- their atmosphere.
3: Okay. Touches
2: radioactivity. Yeah,
0: so he can't be in a place where they can't that's why the bomb like blows the sun, up their whole planet. Right. Well, like... well, hold on. Hold on.
1: We'll get there. <laughs> will we? Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. Because there's
0: two there's two things I want to talk about. This is the first one, though. It Oh God. So he he sends them out to Mine Gold. Johnny, they find Fort Knox. Yeah. And just bring back bars of gold. Perfect bars. Perfect bars of gold.
1: Uh, I know where you're going now. And he doesn't
0: say, you're fucking lying to me. (laughs) He looks at them after they say, we thought you'd prefer it in bar form. And goes... Well, since you had so much time to smelt it, (laughs) you can just cut your time in half. That is the, it is a magical moment. It is something that is not captured very often where an actor fully commits to the dumbest thing he's ever said. I feel like that's every 10 minutes of his character though. It's just like, well. Yep, that's the way things are. <laughs> you could be right, but for some reason, that moment, the moment of him just accepting that they smelted gold. And he's
2: mad about it, too, because <laughs> they're showing off. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't say, show me your molds. Show me yeah. your smelting operation. Why did you do this? You exactly. were in a cave. If that's...
0: you train, oh. <laughs> I mean, if we, go, if we put ourselves into his position, if you trained a bunch of monkeys, uh-huh to go and mine gold, and they came back
2: with smelted <laughs> bars of gold,
0: you would have some questions. You'd be like, are you
2: trying to make me look bad, you stupid monkey? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? Yeah, he had zero questions. He is doesn't supervise them at all. He literally like leaves them there, and they have enough time to take a little detour to Washington, D.C. for no good reason. From Denver. Yeah, from Denver.
2: To, to Washington, D.C.
1: He leaves them with a jet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they fly to Washington, D.C. to read the Declaration of Independence to like be like, ah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah. That's all they do. This and is they, our <laughs> legacy. They fly over to, what, Kentucky, Tennessee, wherever Fort Knox yeah. is.
2: um That's kind of right around when they decide to start wearing clothes and acting more like normal people. Right, yes. but
1: yeah. it's like... Did they know the Declaration of Independence was there? Why did there's no they don't go to Washington DC for anything other than to go read that?
2: Well, didn't he bring him to Washington DC to show him all yeah. those smashed up stuff and then he yeah. made fun of him? Yeah. Then they went back to Washington y- DC. Yes. yes. But they, a number of I'm trips. saying
1: that, that when they go back,
2: the second when yeah. they go back on their like they're like we need to go to Fort Knox and we
1: need to do this and it's like cool. The next thing you know they're in DC and I'm like They don't know where Fort Knox is, (laughs) and like where is Fort Knox? They also find they're looking at maps, right? But it's Uh like the radioactive zones or something like that, right? And it's just I don't know. It seems like a really again, it was one of those comic book moments where you you wanted to show the decaying Washington D.C., Kentucky. by the way, yeah, it's in Kentucky. Yeah,
2: but like they think it's I think they think it's in Washington D.C. And the the people who made the movie or did they (laughs) no because. (laughs) <laughs> when they go to Fort Knox, it says Fort Knox, Kentucky. On okay, the screen. okay, okay. But,
1: like, I think that's one of those things they wanted to show you a decaying Washington, D.C., just for the visual of it. Yeah. So yeah. they have them go there. To, sh- to show you that, that they could make it look like that,
0: I think it's very possible. I I, I, I don't know why they went back to DC. I, they, they, I, if you were going to go and look for nuclear weapons, they wouldn't. DC is probably not the place to go. I, well, I how no did idea. they know
2: DC was the capital of the country?
0: I guess maybe Turrell told them. I don't know. How did but they know where it was? I don't know. How
2: did okay. they know where it was? How did they know it was the capital?
1: How did they know, like. Well, uh, the, the plan is like so weird. Like the fact that they're trying to sneakily go get this gold, <laughs> so that they don't actually have to mine it. So they're gonna take. They're gonna go like even further across the country, but they're gonna leave people there to mine it anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. no, they weren't. They have to have it so they that the drone that passes like by were. once every day. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, they just they made it look like people there. they
1: were working.
3: That's pretty smart plan. Yeah, well, well,
2: those stupid aliens who had hovering spaceships would have had a thing that could fly above them with a camera on it that wasn't just like flying around or the planet Or they could literally the just like, shoo,
0: land. Yeah. Hey,
2: yeah. you're not doing anything.
0: I feel like I would be better at managing these people. Like, yeah. seriously. I think most people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like
1: I, Anyone who could realize that they weren't smelting out in the woods, it and would be good. A, and in a better
3: movie, if they were to build off of the fact that John Travolta and the Cyclos are kind of stupid. That's my new band name, um, by the way. John though, Travolta and the Cyclos. Even though they make it like their species make it sound how they are so. I mean, they must be like sp- pretty smart. They to, took over the whole
2: galaxy, it seems, to like. in A, nine take, minutes. To A, take yeah.
3: over the galaxy and B, make um, teleportation. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like in a better movie, this they would have really drilled in the fact that these guys are dum dums when it comes to <laughs>
2: humans. Yeah, and or like it was a society in decadent decline or something. Yeah,
3: or maybe the like their logic is just completely different than human logic, mm-hmm. and like would really lean on the that being the reason that this like that these humans were able to succeed in their plan, but in this movie. <laughs> Um, he sends they, the only
2: human he's taught everything <laughs> all of human knowledge to. But
3: in this movie they allow everything to happen because it's easy for it to happen. Yes. Like mm-hmm. the, okay, they're they we're going to put this wall there. That's a good uh, reason to for these uh, for these humans to work in his office and then record him and it be the thing at the end that punishes him. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's easy for them to Put a little thing on their nose so that way we can <sighs> let them breathe. Or you know, it's everything was very um, done for
1: the easiness. Well, it yeah, was Plan the, A, like everything was like, well, that worked. They're like, yeah, sure. Well, like, it, there was no second. Like, well, we could also try this. They're like, no, no, no. The first option's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing before we get to uh, rating and and such, and that is. The idea of setting off a nuclear bomb and creating a sun. Because uh-huh. that's what happens um, in the book. Oh, in the okay. book at the a end. Book? Have you read the book? I read the book when I was in junior high. It's okay. a thousand pages. Yeah, long.
2: it's what? a thousand what? fucking. This pages this long? movie is
1: only the first half yeah. of the book.
2: Oh no! <laughs> is that why there's no actual battlefielding happening in Battlefield? No, Earth? does the, that all happen later? The middle of it. it, it oh. The middle of
0: it ends this way.
2: Okay. Their and,
3: battlefielding is the dome.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for like ten minutes, there's a battle in Battlefield. That's
0: Earth. more than the first battle.
2: Nine minutes. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it it becomes so at the end of it, the 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 planet they send the nuclear bomb, the planet blows up, and then it becomes a star, which mm. is not how. Science works, but, Shut you know. Up. You don't know. <laughs> you try. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever blown up the cyclo that's true. planet? <laughs> Maybe if we struck a match on Jupiter, yeah. we would get a different sun.
1: Let's Who shoot knows? a nuke at it. I Let's... feel like that's a bad idea. Yeah, probably a bad idea. But mm. you know what? We're
0: humans. We have lots of bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, none of this makes any sense in terms of – I agree. It's like you could have leaned into this. You could have leaned it was into – What's the just,
1: second half?
0: The second half – I just feel like they're all dead except for – John Travolta. There's more about the Cyclos. And and like Johnny also sort of becomes king of Earth for a while. And uh, then has to barter with another intergalactic um, bank, basically, Mm -hmm. to be able to get Earth's freedom from all of the debt that the Cyclos had racked up.
1: Oh, whoa! Sounds it, that like, sounds interesting. That sounds, this more sounds interesting. like Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, saying, where doesn't you're like, it? If you describe it quickly, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like oh, I can see that, and then you see it made, and you're like. Oh this is really boring. Yeah. Oh we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: anyway, um
3: Oh and the Matrix, I looked it up. Uh the Matrix had an estimated budget of 63 million. There you go. The That's Matrix what? is a gorgeous <laughs> yeah. film.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: So
2: there's there's your comparison. That makes me feel legitimately sad for this movie yeah. and for John Travolta. Yeah. Cuz he was probably trying the best he could he was and he trying. was getting scammed by a bunch of jerks. Yeah. And he was trying since
1: he was very young.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah Cuz he wanted
1: like, to be the star- he wanted to be Johnny. Yeah. Like, he wanted to make this movie in the 80s and he wanted to play Johnny. Oh,
0: boy. And oh, I want... That would have been fine. I want to... Special note here that he had the sense and the wherewithal to say, I'm too old now. Yeah. To yeah. do that. Good call. Not a lot of actors can do that. Hmm. Like, most... Especially white men yeah. who have this ability to just go, no, I'm 48. I can still play the yeah. young hero. Who've been rich their whole lives. and Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Well, especially like, when they're given that much power in the movie. Yeah. Of, like, this is a movie he fought to get made, and... He clearly had a lot of power in it getting made, so Aww. he easily probably could have said like, "I am the star of this yes. film," and people would be like, "All right."
0: I would like to know how you guys would fix this.
3: I think though, um, kind of, and also going back to what I was saying earlier, is that like in a better movie, like you just lean into the weirdness of why they chose certain things. Like if they're if you're gonna put Johnny in this. Uh, learning machine, then maybe, like, show people using the learning machine previous in previous scenes. Mm-hmm. So that way it's not just, like...
0: And maybe it kills people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, maybe it makes them totally go loopy or something. Well, I think that's yeah. a good call, too, about the learning machine... I think many things in this movie are used or shown once, once when they are, are needed and there is no setups or payoffs. There's
3: no checkoffs cheap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Rachel wants to make a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: So, yeah, if you I think that you just have to give more purpose to the things that they do. So that way, when it ch- shows up, you're not just like,
4: uh,
3: what? You're like, oh, uh, yeah. OK. Uh. Yeah, like. But, it, that way you allow yourself as the audience to be able to believe it and not just be like, well, maybe they were doing it because of this or I'm going to give it credit because of this, like yeah. you have a reason to to give it credit.
2: I think sometimes the not, no setup thing works when it's Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta scenes and they're like constantly one-upping each other mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, I recorded you doing this. Well, I recorded you doing this. Right? Which well, I have a back, camera over here."
3: Which came back at the end yeah. where where Johnny had recorded him talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. That,
4: that was, was Chekhov's yeah. cheap. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that
1: one worked well. The setup that doesn't work, though, is the initial setup of the recording thing because the moment he's doing it, it's so clear what the plot of their relationship is through the rest of the movie that it became 100% uninter- uninteresting to me.
2: Oh, I loved them the whole time. And I loved that at the end, Forrest Whitaker was like, I get to be their <laughs> science advisor because I didn't betray them. I thought yeah. that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I yeah. just, like, in that moment, I was, like, okay, so by the end of this movie, he's going to use us against him, and we're supposed to like Forrest Whitaker. Like, I don't
2: even I don't know if you're supposed, you're supposed to, to like him. him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean. I Yeah, I didn't see the I think the you're supposed to hate
2: Turl. <laughs> yeah. Which like, I don't entirely hate, Turtle. No, I felt either. bad for him, but turtle? I hate him.
0: Turtle. That's uh, T E R L.
3: Okay, I kept thinking you were saying turtle, and I was like, "Well, oh, all right." <laughs> I don't remember turtle. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: Entourage yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. oh, you should do that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean to put
2: that out there uh, in the universe. Cool. <laughs> what have you done?
0: I did, but anyway, Sam, how would you fix this
2: movie? Um, I think that if this movie had been kind of like a series. This isn't even making it a movie. I don't know why I'm saying this. (laughs) If it had been like a John Carter of Mars or like Tarzan series of pulp books where there was like 200 of them and they were each 70 pages long or something and it was like The Adventures of Johnny when he went to the cave, The Adventures of Johnny when he saw The Learning Machine. And you slowly were building up through a super long like decades or years of this alien culture and Johnny doesn't just get all of his knowledge right away he has to like go through scrapes and it takes years and years and he finally finds his long lost love and you give everything way more time to breathe mm-hmm. like decades more time <laughs> to breathe then it could have been like i don't know there's something there a little bit there's like there's like um palace intrigue and interesting bad guys and- yeah
3: so i so like are you saying make it to where you can feel a different timeline rather than they captured him and then three three to four days later, they all
2: escaped.
0: Game of Thrones, only future.
2: Only future, yeah. So I guess maybe also mm-hmm. what I'm saying is pump up the human stuff, mm-hmm. even though it was really boring, except for the one guy who was not boring, his sidekick guy. No, like, Ken Coates is great. He yeah. finds that, he finds his girlfriend from his village, and then like two scenes later, she's got a machine gun and she's like, "Okay, I understand the plan completely." Yeah. Or like he yeah. meets those cavemen in the forest, and then two scenes later, they're driving jets, which are like probably the hardest thing to fly <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. What I'd if some probably... of them were
3: colorblind?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> they didn't even check. <laughs> or too tall to fit. Or them. or uh, they. Uh, Vertigo. Dyslexic.
0: Yeah. They weren't even wearing helmets. Nope. And the
2: helmets, I think, have important parts yeah, of the jet yeah do yeah <laughs> I like, uh, well it's like that thing i've
1: played flight simulators before and i crash all the time yeah it's not it's, easy oh. and we
2: have driven cars and they had one <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they've only had horses and they go jets no problem yeah. we got four hours to learn how to fly a jet yeah all right absolutely matt what do you think
1: uh, one of the things I wrote down while watching the movie is that I would speed up all of the slow-mo shots. Sure. Because, yeah. one, it would make the movie much shorter <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of this movie that is in slow motion for no reason. I would remove all of the center wipes, which we didn't talk about. Oh, God. Of like almost every yeah. scene transitions from a center wipe what were for they some doing? reason. Why they 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 did they do that? There's a Star combat. Wars thing? They were thinking all Star was? Wars,
0: but... The director was the set designer on Star Wars. Right. Yeah, oh right. And He won an Oscar well, well, for it. Yeah,
1: and also the or set second decorator. U- He's yeah. also the second unit director on The Phantom Menace. Yeah, and well, on uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, all right.
3: Boy, hmm. was that the the worst. Uh, recommendation ever because yeah. Yeah. what's his name Recommend George him. Lucas was Lucas. like George hey Lucas. I got
1: a director for you
3: yeah it's like if you recommend somebody to, uh, to go work for a company and they suck
2: maybe at that point don't ask George Lucas for recommendations yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but that was one of my other notes was to a, a different director I think like this is one of those movies that we talk about a lot of times where it's like there's so much wrong from the writing level from the performances from everything that like You'd have to do a lot to get a better movie out of this. Mm-hmm. Like but I think one thing that could help would be a better, stronger director yeah. that I could feel their hand actually making these people feel like they're in the same movie. Yeah. Because I don't feel like the human parts at the beginning and the alien parts feel like they're in the same film yeah
2: i, like I don't... the part when they go to the mall feels like a totally different movie and shot completely
4: differently yeah, yeah. shot like yeah. yeah. blade runner because they I, took that yeah. scene yes. from blade runner <laughs> yeah. I and mean, that
1: should feel like the most threatening scene in this movie is because it's your first introduction to these cyclones that you've like heard about mm-hmm. is like if you live with those humans and all of a sudden they're in a mall and they feel like they're safe this is a little like refuge that they got and then all of a sudden they feel like they're being stalked that should be terrifying no, It's not.
2: But this is some big dope stomping around in weird boots. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think there's just small things.
1: Jingo Jinko jeans. <laughs> Jinko jeans. Yeah, they all were wearing Jinko jeans. <laughs> I'm always, I mean, I'm not going to recommend on Jinko jeans as a purveyor of the Jinko brand. I wouldn't uh, put them down. But, yeah, I think uh, there's just small things like – they say crap instead of like any other swear <laughs> yeah. word that they the can ever say the aliens say crap the yeah. aliens
3: that's what I was saying yeah
1: like they where they could even say hell or yeah, damn yeah they say like go to hell like... and I was like no <laughs>
2: yeah go to halak yeah well to be fair they Something say they... go to hell in Star, in Star Wars. Wars and they say God be with you or Star whatever. Wars good movie though <laughs> you did also yes. hate when they did that in Star Wars so I remember you being like did they just say God
3: oh mm-hmm. yeah the God one specifically yeah, yeah. you know what
0: I really like The Last Jedi I, I really did uh, that Godspeed rebels was one of those the weird.
1: Godspeed what one was weird? Where, Where did last that, come for that from? But I you know? mean, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo says, "I'll see you in hell." He
0: does,
3: which
1: hell
0: I can. Hell
3: I feel like is so different from the term Godspeed. Yes, I
1: I do agree. The Godspeed is weirder. Um, but yeah, in this movie, I feel like they were trying to avoid swearing too much, so they just said crap a lot, yeah. right? And like the weirdest Make up places, a word. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. I guess take the craps out. I
2: forgot about the craps. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fine once they take the craps out, the movie's perfect?
1: No, I think that the director and the
0: craps.
2: (laughs) There you go. That's the
1: main things. I do want to give an honorable mention to my favorite line that we didn't talk about in the movie, which isn't even that good of a line, but just the performance force Whitaker puts on it, is when they, they send out the human, the man animals out into the woods And they are uh, watching them from secret cameras that they put on their outfits, Mm -hmm. and like they figure it out within two seconds that they have cameras on. (laughs) And and Forrest Whitaker's line, he's just like, "I think they know about the button cameras." (laughs) 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 And and John Travolta's like, "No, they don't," and they're like hacking away at them. But just like he's like watching the camera, he's like, "I think they know about the button cameras," and it's like
2: Forrest, Forrest Whitaker's character was like in the movie a human who was dressed up and pretending yes. to be yes That's
1: exactly it's like, what I, was. I hope they I don't catch me are really uncomfortable <laughs> I
0: think in the book he is human sized oh. really oh. he's supposed to be smaller than the yeah. rest um, yeah I mean, he's like and they put him down for that like cause yeah. he's a small person oh, they're so really on like giant stilts yeah. yeah
1: the way they walk through this world <laughs> i like it, oh. And it's funny because
0: this was released a little bit before Lord of the Rings, because I think Lord of the Rings... No, Lord of the Rings 2000.
1: That's so crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> and you think about, like,
0: Peter Jackson's... Uh, you know, Peter
1: Jackson had, you know, forced
2: perspective. This movie and, feels yeah. so,
1: like, 1994.
2: Yeah. Right. I so, can't believe that. Bizarre. Yeah. I also can't believe that movie's that old. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Ugh, okay. So... Uh,
0: if I were to fix it, I agree with Matt. A new director, I think, is the biggest thing. But, like, I don't hate this idea. I like the idea of flashing forward and, and humanity's been nearly wiped out by XYZ. Like, I like that idea as yeah. a sci-fi conceit. I also – the the issue I have here is I like several different ideas in this movie. I don't think they all belong together is my problem. Like, I like a serious movie about a future where humanity is in danger of being, uh, blinking out, like, mm-hmm. and we have to do something about it. That's that, that's cool. I don't like it with the really stupid <laughs> villains, like
2: Hitchhiker's Guide style. Almost yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, that's such a better <clears throat> movie. You know, yeah. I guess yeah. I, I
0: I don't I don't know. It, it doesn't all fit together for mm-hmm. me. So I think a new director and probably a little bit of a rewrite. The issue is, I feel like this is pretty close to the source material um, in terms of.
1: What the, if we add the sun back in? <laughs> yeah, then perfect.
2: Movie fix. Yeah, and all the negotiations. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they
1: get I don't know. Make it five hours long.
0: Uh-huh. Um, but that being said, uh, I rate things based on categories, and I give this only a category two. Like, it's a bad movie, but I kind of enjoyed it. It's a bad sci-fi movie. I like bad sci-fi movies. I like seeing people try to do sci-fi because sometimes you hit it out of the park and sometimes you fall flat on your face. This one fell flat on its face. It's not a good movie, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. I had a good time. So, yeah, this is only a category two. Right.
4: Uh,
1: Matt? Yeah, I rate things on the Possessed Mushroom Puppet <laughs> scale, which is just level of enjoyment. Uh, and, yeah, this wasn't a one for me like things is because I didn't hate Ooh. watching this movie but it's also not going to creep too high up the scale because I will never watch this movie again. Mm. I have no attachment to this movie. Like, The Room is one I could watch again with some friends and enjoy. Uh, and we were talking about the Star Wars prequels a little bit. Like, those are movies I have an attachment to as a Star Wars fan, so I will, of course, watch the prequels again in my lifetime. But this is a movie I have zero attachment to. Didn't care about it going in. Don't care about it now. Never going to watch it again again. It gets a two out of five. All right, two twos. All right, Sam.
2: Uh, <laughs> so I rate things based on the European toilet flushing system, as so everyone should. There's <laughs> the uh, if you've seen it, a European toilet, they have one little water drop button you push when you pee, and then one with a big water drop or two water drops when you poop and flushes it accordingly. Uh, This movie is completely devoid of any kind of art or point of view or uh, taste at all. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, things- I can't argue with you about that. like like even What I like about watching movies like Things is that you look at it and you can think like, oh, how'd they do that? Oh, that looks like fun. Oh, it looks like they liked filming the scene. Oh, they had to figure all this stuff out. But with Hollywood big budget movies, it's just like they're just they just fucked up. And there's <laughs> no fun in watching that to me, especially when I hear the backstory where it's, it makes me sad.
0: It. I agree with you about that. That that when I learned about that, I got even more sad. That it's like that's terrible. Travolta just wanted to make this movie. Yeah,
2: and now I can understand why. In the interviews we watched with him, he just seemed like he was trying to put on the best face he yeah. could, and he was being incredibly professional and seemed very nice. So I would give it one poop flush because. I don't want to ever watch it again, and Mm -hmm. it sucked. (laughs) And it's just a sad... It's kind of sad now all around. Yeah. That's my rating. Fair enough. Rachel. So
3: I rated uh, my movies, uh, bad movies, similar to how I rate my good movies in real love. So A, uh, in real love, A being Mad Max uh, or A+. Fury Road, right? Uh, Yes. A plus is Mad Max, Fury Road. Um, (laughs) F is... uh, Like, bad movie, bad, bad movie. And then this one is (laughs) (laughs) real bad. Uh, F is, like, worst bad, bad movie ever. Uh Like, Batman versus Superman. Okay. And then A is, that was bad, but, you know, whatever. They tried. And, like, there's some bad parts, but, yeah. Um, So, I would give this a B minus, Okay. So yeah. so it wasn't like, it, w- it was definitely not great, but they were so, like, there were a bunch of elements that were interesting, but could have been interesting, and, yeah, with some tweaks, like, that we were talking about, it could have been a pretty cool movie,
4: mm-hmm.
3: at, or at least, a, like, a just a movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. At least a movie. Kind of like I, Super it was a, Mario Bros. It was a movie. Yeah. That's yeah. I, think- I think this is my Super
1: Mario Brothers. Oh.
0: I'm like, oh it's kind of fun and stupid. I don't yeah. Know.
1: I think another fix I would quickly just add on is like give it the $73 million that it said it had.
2: I think that they could have probably done something interesting with yeah. it. I think least. it would have looked better. The costumes would have probably looked been better. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that's for sure.
2: Somebody say no crotch pieces. Those oh made my me God. so uncomfortable. The cod pieces would have been so much more amazing with $73 million. So that wouldn't would have, have, have changed. would have jewels <laughs> on it. Yeah,
1: gold-plated. Yeah. I gold like need a plated. Whole <laughs> yeah. dedicated to cod pieces at oh. some point. Like oh. Batman and Robin, Labyrinth, Battlefield Earth. Uh, oh, Yeah. A lot of good
2: content. I'm on board yeah. for this.
3: That'd be a good post. Codcast. Boom.
2: It's done. <laughs> it's a podcast within the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Welcome to Codcast. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Codcon. That's the, that's, the,
1: that's the tagline for Codcast. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay, oh, so. Uh... I thought the
2: tagline was going to be, Welcome to Codcast. <laughs> Codcast. Welcome to Codcast. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we like to wrap up by recommending something to see that will kind of get the taste out of your mouth of, of this terrible thing that we've just witnessed. Uh, and we call it Real Good. Rachel, what's Real Good?
3: Um, I'm going to mention this old one just because like it's been a while since I've been on here and also because of my fury and rage that it wasn't nominated for <laughs> Best Picture is Florida Project. Uh, go see Florida Project. It's the best movie of the year okay uh <laughs> yeah i'm looking at you academy oh <laughs>
2: am i the academy <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs>
0: Sam, what would you recommend people see?
2: I would recommend John Carter of Mars, the Disney film. It's so good. I love it. It's just John Carter, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's based on the Pulp magazine's John Carter of Mars. It's be more marketable uh, without
1: Mars in the title for
0: some reason. It's based on Princess of Mars.
2: Uh yeah, but the whole series I think is it the whole series? John okay, all right. I think the Pulp novel series eventually just is informally called that. Uh, and it's about a man who falls asleep in a cave in the Civil War and ends up on Mars. And it fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really dumb sci-fi movie. Really, that... really dumb. Have you seen it? Yep. Oh fuck you. <laughs> I did not. I enjoy really that liked movie it
1: all. I think you're the one. That
2: might have been the day that I had a gas leak in my house. I can't quite remember. <laughs> I was definitely sick when I watched it. But I remember really like having a good time with it and not... I saw it way after it was out in theaters and mm-hmm. everybody was like, uh-oh, what did you do, Disney? And I <laughs> couldn't quite understand... I understand why people wouldn't go see it, but I can't understand why anybody would say that it was so bad yeah. as of to deserve that kind of... Well, it was also a
1: huge monetary flop for you. Yeah, yeah
2: that was the problem. It was like it
1: was a yeah. $200 million dollar movie. Yeah, why yeah,
2: like would yeah. you spend
0: $200 million dollars on that on John yeah. property? Like, that doesn't well, make any yeah. sense.
1: I think they were hoping for... Like you were talking about how like it's a there's a ton of those books, and mm-hmm. so they were hoping they could make a ton of movies, and they were
0: hoping like, look, they spent two hundred million on Avatar and look how that worked out, so
2: it's <laughs> better than <laughs> <laughs> it's better than avatar, oh, it is similar to Avatar, but better than avatar as it's more like imaginative and like I can see that, yeah, I,
3: I would say like also um going back to. Something real good. Like, if you want to watch a weird sci sci-fi movie, a recent one that is kind of good but also be- kind of bad but still enjoyable, I'd say watch Valerian. Ugh. <laughs> I
2: hated that movie And
3: go listen to our episode about uh,
2: it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that um,
1: plug in
3: yeah, yeah. So, But yeah It I was mean, an enjoyable
1: podcast episode I have not seen the movie But the episode of the podcast Yeah I enjoyed was fun. that podcast <laughs> a, lot. a lot it was
3: fun I, li- I liked Kara And I liked that other guy and Green Goblin Green Goblin <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I don't know it, oh, a And Green then watch Fifth too. Element I guess
1: There
0: yeah. you go Fifth yeah. Element That was not bad yeah. Yeah. Matt what's uh, real good
1: I'm recommending something that has nothing to do with Battlefield Earth. It just happens to be something that I watched the same week as I watched Battlefield Earth. um, (laughs) And is maybe the most charming movie I've ever seen. And that was Paddington. Uh, Paddington 2 or or 1? So I I saw Paddington 1 for the first time that same week. It's on Netflix, I think, or Hulu, Mm -hmm. one of those. Uh, Watch Paddington. Paddington 1, good. It's It's so fucking good. Like, honestly, like... I think anyone of any age or demographic like will enjoy that movie. It's just mm-hmm. endlessly charming and good humor, good acting, everything.
3: And it's fun to look at.
1: It's yeah, it, it's it's like a kid's movie made by Wes Anderson.
3: It kinda reminds kinda. me of Amelie, but no sex
1: yes <laughs> thankfully
2: and it no shouldn't sex. work either because there's like fart joke in it there's like gross body humor jokes in it but for some but reason not too far they've like built him up as a real bear in the movie so it's kind of like yes. you're gross
1: that's w- fine. the world building of that movie is amazing because <laughs> from like the first minute of the movie yeah it's established that like bears standing in a train station is just like a thing that people don't freak out about. They're just yeah. like, "Ah, oh, it's a bear. Don't look." Yeah, and then they all like... live on like Bear
2: Island or something. yeah <laughs> he's and just there.
1: I have heard. I have not yet seen Paddington Two, I, but it's also it's currently the the highest rated movie ever on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, people, yes. <laughs> and people are saying that it is just as good, if not better, than Paddington One. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing Paddington Two. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you cannot. I, I don't I think that's one of those movies that I would never be scared to recommend to anyone. Like yeah. my parents, a friend, someone I just walk up to the street and
2: be like, Watch Paddington. <laughs> yeah. And they'd
1: be
3: like, Okay. There. Yeah.
2: Time I walked, what
3: time is it? Once
2: I'm in Chicago, <laughs> I walked past a kid and he looked at me and he said See the Croods. Go see the
1: Croods. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's not as good of a recommendation because no. the Croods was not as good as Paddington.
2: Oh, uh, well. Want... I
3: remember that day too. You're just like, because we were meeting each other at the same time, like somewhere in town. And then you're like, some kid just <laughs> told me to go see the Croods.
1: That's
2: some good <laughs> marketing by DreamWorks. <laughs> they just hire the little kids
1: <laughs> to go around telling people. Yeah. See the
2: Croods. Oh, well, yeah. Paddington's yeah. good. Have uh, you seen Paddington, Nick?
0: No. Oh. I, you would love it. Maybe. one would. I have no interest in it, but okay. Uh, my real good is going to go back to the 80s to a Wolfgang Peterson film called Enemy Mine, mm. uh, which is Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. about two warring about humans. And uh, so Dennis Quaid plays a human. Louis Gossett plays an alien that they call Drax. And uh, they end up shipwrecked together on a planet.
3: Shipwrecked?
0: Shipwrecked? No, not no. the chip. No. Not <laughs> in the
4: Chipmunk movie.
1: Oh, those could easily be on this the podcast. S- the Squeakwall. The Squeakwall. The uh, Chipwreck was the third one.
2: Oh right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Road chip was the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, I
4: God. didn't even know they made four. <laughs> um,
0: but it's a it's it's sort of a wonderful movie uh, about how two you know, two Different races who are at war have to learn to get along and and, and find value in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty good. It's uh, early Dennis Quaid work, and he does a great job. Louis Gossett is always good. And uh, Wolfgang Peterson does a, a bang-up job directing it. And I kind of like that era of... Um, 1980s sci-fi that was coming off the heels of Wrath of Khan and Empire Strikes Back that like we could be a little more serious yeah with this and it might work and so it's got this sort of Twilight Zone vibe to it which I like as well that's so.
2: one I've always meant to see but I've never gotten around to it
0: I think it's pretty good um there I I, I I haven't seen it in a while so I don't know if it doesn't hold up anymore or whatever but I'd be interested to hear your opinion of it yeah. so
2: we'll put it on the list for yeah real, real good Real Love? Real, Real Love. love. <laughs> wow. That's what our show is called. It's all good. Um, and also that made me think of that Star Trek episode where they where Captain Picard's trapped on the planet with the dude and they have to learn each other's language. Yeah. That would be another good one to watch, I that's think. That's a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's going to do it for this week of... Real
0: bad. Uh, we'll be coming back next week as long as nobody gets sick again. Um, I'm the only one who hasn't yet. So. Yeah. So I have a screaming headache right now. So I'm wondering if something <laughs> horrible is about to happen. Oh, no. um, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> until then, um,
2: <laughs> until something horrible. That's <laughs> like the end of a Rocky
4: and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Um,
0: I'd love for you to go to iTunes and rate and review us. We got uh, a, a bunch of really nice reviews. This one from Candace with various cat names. That's her. Uh, whole name. Oh, uh, I
1: was like, what? I that's, was very confused by that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: she says every time I listen to the podcast, I end up feeling a little guilty about how the hosts being exasperating and fr- exasperated and frustrated by bad content creates good content. <laughs> it's not quite Schadenfreude, but th- thank you all for suffering so that I don't have to. Well, Candice, you're, you're welcome. I agree.
1: <laughs> I often feel a little bad after we do these. Yeah.
2: I usually feel great. See, I, I
1: worry about like that. .00001% chance that John Travolta hears this and here's the bad things I said about him. I
2: worry about that a lot on our podcast too because they're yeah. newer movies especially and yeah. if I was on in a movie I think I would search the movie <laughs> I was in all the time and be like yeah. oh I'll listen to this one. Well I don't think that the guy in whatever is a very good actor and then I'd yeah. be really sad.
0: Yep.
1: So uh, yeah.
0: Sorry John. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it happens. Yeah. That's part. I feel of the, like he's one I don't feel bad for. That's part of the gig. Is you gotta listen to criticism. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if
3: you're getting paid millions of dollars to do something, I
1: guess.
0: Yeah, hearing from a bunch of you know idiots who <laughs> think they know about filmmaking. Yeah. Um. You know, if if, if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, but. <laughs>
4: I'm Whatever. Not. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. That's probably the best place to go. We did get a couple recommendations that I want to uh, filter in pretty soon. Uh, talk to Matt about a, about one of them that I'm excited about. So probably going to do that, Matt. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, at Matthew Gatos. Everywhere on the internet. You got that good branding. Yeah. yeah. I'm the one who swoops into all those social medias the day <laughs> they're created and gets the username. Good I had idea. Twitter for like three years. Did you, you right? have Vine at Mag- yeah. Matthew Gatos? Yeah. I didn't use Vine for like. Three three Years until, like, Beautiful. has had that name. Mm-hmm. On it would be
3: hard to do that, yeah.
0: It would, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Sam and Rachel, where can people find you
3: at real love pod on Twitter? That's R E E L love pod,
2: or search real love uh, in iTunes and it'll pop up mm-hmm. right next to a porn podcast. <laughs> I haven't clicked on that one yet. Is that
3: what it is? There is a porn one there. Oh boy, uh,
2: and you can find me at Slam Schultz. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) .tumblr.com, or whatever, however Tumblr is set up, tumblr.com slash Slam Schultz. Where you do like like comics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try to do more. Cool. Yeah. All right, uh,
0: that's going to do it for this episode. We will see you next week with something fun. I don't know what. <laughs> Hopefully, it's fun. God, I hope it's not miserable. I kind of don't want to. Usually do... not fun. <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to do another things for a while. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, would I wanna... watch a
2: million more things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, join us again next week. And until then, this has been real bad.